it's right there. Very good. That was something in my my eye. I use those eye drops yet to. Mm -hmm. That's pretty good, actually. Yeah. You're watching. David Fry is watching. Can you? Are you securing that? Here's the. Oh, that's not tape. <coughs> okay. Well, that'll work. I've got a video here, too, so we'll see how that works, because it's going to be right here. <clears throat> okay. Good morning, everyone who is uh, jumping online now. We're going to get started. We had to do some extra effort here with the lighting, because even though it's May, it's very cloudy outside. There's not a lot of light, so we are adding some ambient light to, to the broadcast this morning so that you can see me. And uh, we appreciate you being here. As I had mentioned in my text <clears throat> to those who were reading it, um, the there is a lot to cover. I will not... I will take this moment right now um, just to discuss my mom real quick because we're officially not on yet. We're on, but we're not ready for the program. But um, all I can say is I want to thank everyone for your prayers for my mom. Uh, she is, um, um, as of the last report from yesterday afternoon, she is improved from the initial um, point where we had to call in someone to help her. Uh, from uh, Kindred Hospice, <clears throat> and she is um, she was uh, had an appetite. She was eating, and she was back to her old lyrical self, um, singing. So she had improved quite a bit, and so I want to thank everyone for your prayers and keep please keep praying because we still have to get through the um, the situation. We're making sure that things don't get worse as far as her symptoms go. The symptoms came on rather suddenly. There was nothing. Um, you know, they'd say the incubation period for this thing is like a couple of weeks, but there were no visible symptoms. And as people are finding out more about this, there sometimes aren't any symptoms that will really manifest themselves, um, <clears throat> even as you're testing positive for COVID-19. So she's in good hands. She's certainly in good hands there at the facility, but she's in the Lord's hands. So I just want to thank everyone for praying, and we're just going to keep keep her in prayer. Uh, for what it's worth. That's the most important thing. So with that in mind, we have a lot to cover this morning. It is 9.30. Uh, I want to welcome everyone to Sunday School. We're going to go ahead and pray uh, to start out because uh, we have a few things to cover as far as material goes. And let's go ahead and get started with a word of prayer. Father, we just thank you for this time that you've set aside for us. We thank you for your very presence this morning. We thank you for how you look after us. We thank you for the walls of protection you put around us and, and over us as well, too. Uh, and Lord, even in through this pandemic, you have been gracious. 
you have kept us, and we are thankful we are able to gather together as a group right now to give you worship and praise in Sunday school and later on even at the, uh, the drive-in worship service. We thank you that we've been able to meet. We thank you that we've been able to get together. But Lord, even as we aren't together or getting together, we are just praying for an open mind to what you have to say to us, how you want to speak to us, what you have us to do, would have us to do right now at this time. We thank you for all the mothers out there, and we thank you for this Mother's Day. And Lord, we just give you praise and thanks for all of these things, and we ask them in Jesus' name. Amen. I have a couple of announcements. Um, first of all, just as a reminder, we're going to go ahead and uh, try and do a um, Facebook Live of the drive-in worship service um, uh, later today at 11 o'clock, approximately 11 and we have to allow for travel time to go from where we live to the church and set up and, and hit, the, hit the start button on that. So we appreciate your patience as we do that. So if you are online, you're not going to be going, if you're not in Akron and not able to go to the drive-in service, we will try and uh, broadcast that on Facebook Live as well too, right here on this channel, on this station. Um, Pastor Gus has already uh, uploaded um, uh, the uh, service, uh, the uh, messages for today uh, for Mother's Day. There was also a message. Uh, they were both uploaded yesterday, actually late yesterday, one on being content, on contentment, and one on uh, a Mother's Day message regarding Mary and Jesus. So both of those are available for you to look online as well, too. They are already linked, in fact, from akronalliance.org. So if you want to go right to that page and, and get to those, you can see those messages as well, too. And with that in mind, I also have a praise time uh, song. It's a video. I'm going to start playing it now because it's about four and a half minutes uh, that Arlen uh, provided, and I appreciate him doing that. Uh, it's a, it is a video. Uh, I'm going to let you know right now, depending upon the quality of the video and how it comes across on the air, you can certainly watch it later online. We can make, avail make it available for a link. But it is uh, Anthony Brown and Group Therapy. And the name of the song is Testimony. So uh, good morning to all of you. Uh, uh, my wife is going to say good morning. And for those who are there, I, I saw you, Bev. And Christy, Christy, I see you as well, too. Thank you for being here. Hi, Liz. Uh, let me go ahead and play this video right now because we want to make sure that we get through our program today. And we have a few verses to cover. So here comes Anthony Brown and Group ther Therapy with the song Testimony. As it loads.
right. Very good. Uh, thank you very much for providing that for music for us uh, this morning. Uh, we have um, quite a bit to cover. One thing I did mention, too, very briefly on uh, preparing for this week is that we are going to try to allow for you, if you have questions to ask, to send those questions in. You'll have to type them in. And um, Mrs. Gaines, who is uh, my lovely moderator over here and watching what's going on online, will alert me as well, too. Uh, she, <laughs> she tried to wave. I'm not sure if she got uh, on camera really or not, but, but uh, she's... Uh, she is uh, right to my immediate left and will be able to uh, assist with questions. Ron Snyder, good morning. Welcome. Thanks for being here this morning. Um, needless to say, today is supposed to be Mother's Day. It is supposed to be a day of celebration. But uh, we have so many things that we have been encountering. I'm going to leave the Mother's Day message uh, more for Pastor Gus that he already provided for us online. So my message is going to be more uh, to do with uh, studying in the book of Colossians and getting into a study, a uh, different type of study, continuing in Colossians where we were before. Um, for those of you who have your Bibles and your electronic devices, as I always say, please go to Colossians chapter 2, and we're going to take a look at verses 6 through 23. Um, and we're going to plow into this a little bit here because we've got uh, a little bit to cover, and we also want to, in the event that you have questions or comments, uh, to please go ahead and ask. Um, um, the verses are Colossians chapter 2, and we're in verses 6 through 23. And it's more of a continuation when Paul was speaking to the, uh, the Coloss uh, church, uh, where he was uh, speaking to them about their belief in the Lord Jesus Christ, and about the things to look out for, and about the things to be aware of. That's what we want to look at here today. So if you don't mind, I'm going to go ahead and start reading in uh, the passage uh, verses 6 through 23, and I'm going to come back to the top, and we'll give, a, give it a go here and get started. So it says here, and, and this is something about what Christ has done, which is really, really important for us to all recognize today. Um, pretty much the, the testimony here that was made in the video about how you can be a testimony because of what Christ has done for you. So that's what we're going to be focusing on. And now, uh, starting at verse 6, and now, just as you accepted Christ Jesus as your Lord, you must continue to follow him. Let your roots grow down into him and let your lives be built on him. Then your faith will grow strong in the truth you were taught and you will overflow with thankfulness. Don't let anyone capture you with empty philosophies and high-sounding nonsense that come from human thinking and from the spiritual powers of this world rather than from Christ. So, for, or pardon me, for in Christ lives all the fullness of God in a human body, so you also are complete through your union with Christ, who is a head over every ruler and authority. When you came to Christ, you were circumcised, not by a but not by a physical procedure. Christ performed a spiritual circumcision, the cutting away of your sinful nature. For you were buried with Christ when you were baptized, and with him you were raised to new life because you trusted the mighty power of God who raised Christ from the dead. Verse 13. You were dead because of your sins and because your sinful nature was not yet cut away. Then God made you alive with Christ for he forgave all our sins. He canceled the record 
of the charges against us and took it away by nailing it to the cross. In this way, he disarmed the spiritual rulers and authorities. He shamed them publicly by his victory over them on the cross. So don't let anyone condemn you for what you eat or drink or for not celebrating certain holy days or new moon ceremonies or Sabbaths. For these rules are only shadows of the reality yet to come. And Christ himself is that reality. Don't let anyone condemn you by insisting on pious self-denial or the worship of angels, saying they have had visions about these things. Their sinful minds have made them proud, and they are not connected to Christ, the head of the body. For he holds the whole body together with its joints and ligaments, and it grows as God nourishes it. You have died with Christ, and he has set you free from the spiritual powers of this world. So why do you keep on following the rules of the world, such as don't handle, don't taste, don't touch? Such rules are mere human teachings about things that deteriorate as we use them. These rules may seem wise, but they require strong devotion, pious self-denial, and severe bodily discipline. But they provide no help in conquering a person's evil desires. Wow, that's a great passage. Let's go back over this um, because there's a lot in there. And boy, you know, there's a lot to cover here that probably could take two classes, but we're only we're going to have to kind of condense it down into one class. Um, but let's get started with the top again here. First of all, the most important thing that we all can agree upon is that we need to follow Jesus Christ as we have made a declaration to uh, follow him, to look to him as Lord and Savior of our lives. But looking to him as Lord and Savior and following him are definitely two different things. And we need to recognize that, uh, I love what it says in verse 7, let your roots grow down into him and let your lives be built on him. And what is that referring to? It's a tree. It's a tree that's planted and a tree survives based upon the roots, um, the root system. The root system has to receive nutrients in order for a tree to grow properly. It has to receive water, it has to receive the nutrients from the soil, whatever is there, and that's how a tree can function properly. So the passage is giving us the uh, analogy that we need to make sure that we are deeply rooted into Jesus Christ because he's the source of what? Our strength, our ability to be able to, be able to function uh, today. And that's a great passage there. I, I don't think I picked up on that before, but when I look at that again, it's, it makes so much sense. And look what it says at the rest of that verse. And your faith, back at verse 7, and your faith will grow strong in the truth you were taught, and you will overflow with thankfulness. So what's the result of being planted deeply? You're going to grow strong. Your faith is going to increase. You're going to get better and better as a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ as you are growing and then you are going to be thankful and what did that video just talk about being thankful being thankful that god used you or is using you and continues to use you as a testimony before others so you have to keep following his leadership by being rooted built up and strengthened in the faith christ wants to guide you and help you with your daily problems now, how many of us have daily problems we have problems each day. There's always something that comes up. And we need to make sure that our default method is to look to him and grow in him and focus on him. 
And one of the things that's very important for us to remember to do is to commit your life and submit your will to him. If you truly are being used as a person in Jesus Christ, you have to submit your will to him. All of us have a will. All of us have a desire. But that needs to come into accord with the will of Christ. Um, an example of that, uh, let me see if I can get to it real quick here, is in Romans 12, verses 1 and 2. It's a very familiar passage. Um, it's just really to reinforce what we're saying here. And I, and I won't dwell on it much, but you kind of already may, may know what it is because it's referring to, uh, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. And so by testing, by going through life as you go through it, you're going to be able to discern what God's will is for your life. One thing I found myself doing relatively often is asking God for confirmation Asking, for que asking him questions about, am I going the direction you would have me to go? Am I in the place you would have me to be? And receiving confirmation. You receive confirmation by his very presence. If he is giving you a different direction, he's going to make it very clear to you what you should be doing. If there's something that you're doing that you shouldn't be doing, he's also going to make that clear to you through the power of the Spirit by saying, why are you doing this? What are you doing? Where is your focus? Second thing to look at here is by you're going to seek to learn from him his life and his teachings. And you have to understand that um, you've got so many things that God has been teaching you through Jesus Christ, through the Holy Spirit. He is trying to educate you on a regular basis, not just to get through a day, but to get through life and to get and move forward in life. So there's ongoing teaching and recognizing the Holy Spirit's power in you. You do have power in the Holy Spirit. Do you recognize that power? Do you lean on the Spirit? These are all things that will help you to be able to, as you put your roots down into him and build your lives around him, you're going to grow stronger and you're going to be taught things. You're going to learn things as you go along. How much have we had to learn in the last couple of months now about life and how life has changed? We've learned quite a bit. We've learned probably more than we ever care to learn. Uh, but that's exactly what we're going through right now. We're learning some things that we have never experienced before. And not to dwell on this, because we've talked about it a few times, though, that every now and then where we're finding is that there are every 100 years or so, you know, we talk about 100-year floods and 100-year weather events where things happen that don't happen but once in a century. Well, this pandemic is one in 100. It's a 100-year event. Um, none of us were really alive uh, during the, the great flu epidemic of 1918 through 1920, which actually lasted about three years. And back then, people were wearing masks too. Back then, people were shutting things down. There were things that were done very similar to what's being done here, uh, probably not as much of a degree here as it was back then. But we certainly understand that we are learning something brand new right now, and we can point to history as to what happened during that time and look at what happened. And we're very thankful and we praise God that um, many of us are still here to talk about it. Many of us are here still here to give praise to the Lord about it. So there is a reason to be thankful. So let's move on. Um, going down to verse 8. 
It's very important. Might be the most important passage, part of the passage right here. Don't let anyone capture you with empty philosophies and high-sounding nonsense that come from human thinking and from the spiritual powers of this world rather than from Christ. We have a lot of people who are very clever. And what we want to make sure that we're understanding, too, is that you know Paul is talking about philosophies of life based on human ideas or experiences. We are bombarded with different ideas and experiences that people come up with as a way to live. We are bombarded with those things. And the one thing that's missing in that usually is Jesus Christ. Now, understand something. Paul himself was a philosopher. He was a very gifted philosopher. And, and I took a philosophy class in, uh, in, in college because that is part of understanding uh, the Christian faith by looking at certain philosophies and doing comparatives and, and looking at what was actually being spoken about. Um, but he's not saying that philosophy is bad. Far from it. Philosophy is a very good thing. It's something that requires reasoning. It requires a thought process. It requires study. But he's not condemning philosophy itself. He's condemning teaching that credits humanity and not Jesus. That's what he's referring to. Now, you have to think and look really close sometimes at the things you're exposed to on television, for example. TV commercials, people who are getting on and they talk about all these great things that you can do or should be doing to try to deal with uh, the issues of the day. Um, and that is kind of implied too further down in the passage talking about the don't handle, don't taste, don't touch, um, you know, the things that are requiring discipline. You know, it's great to be able to work out and stretch and do things that are very important, especially for your health. But if it becomes your God, that would be a problem. That's something that we have to look at as well, too. We need to look to Jesus as being the answer to life's problems, not from just human reasoning and thinking. And why? Because human reasoning and thinking is flawed. Human reasoning and thinking is usually based upon your self-assessment of things. It may not have anything to do with what God is having you to do or challenging you to do. So let's keep that in mind as we go forward here. In Christ lives the fullness of God in a human body, so you also are complete through your union with Christ, who is the head over every ruler and authority. That was verse 9. Um, Let's continue. I'm going to jump down here a little bit and look at verse 14. Well, let's start with verse 13. Um, you were dead because of your sins and because your sinful nature was not yet cut away. Then God made you alive with Christ for he forgave all our sins. Verse 14. He canceled the record of the charges against us and took it away by nailing it to the cross. In this way, he disarmed the spiritual rulers and authorities. He shamed them publicly by his victory over them on the cross. We need to see about this canceling the record of charges against us. When we look at what Jesus did on the cross for us, we understand the totality of what he accomplished for us. There was extreme totality. He took all of those things that could be held against us and canceled them out. When you mail a letter... Uh, at the post office, um, the stamp that you put on there eventually is canceled. It's canceled because the post office recognizes it as the sufficient amount of postage for you to send a letter from one person, from yourself to another person. Well, that takes place. That whole thing about on the cross canceled our debt, canceled our debt. And that's something that's very important to remember. Um, let's take a look at Ephesians chapter 2. 
verse 5. I made a note to take a look at this and what he accomplished for us in Ephesians 2, verse 5. I love this word, canceled. Canceled the record of the charges against us and took it away by nailing it to the cross. Something being canceled out. Can you think of the times when, for example, when you paid off a, a loan or paid off something and what the, and amen, right? And, and what that really means. You paid off a debt. You paid off a huge debt. And the relief that you experience from that, experience, uh, from that situation, the relief that you feel, well, we should have, well, we have reason to celebrate because we have great relief uh, because of what Christ has done for us. Ephesians 2, 5, let's look, read verse 4. But God, being rich in mercy because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace, you have been saved. The key word here is that the key words in this passage are mercy and grace. God's mercy and grace. Those are two key words that we need to remember about what Christ has done. And what Paul is trying to teach the, the Colossians here is that God gave mercy and grace by dying on the cross for us. And what we need to understand, too, and that's a very important thing for us to see here looking at verse 15, back in Colossians chapter 2. In this way, he disarmed the spiritual rulers and authorities. He shamed them publicly by his victory over them on the cross. He showed them when he rose from the dead that he was the victor, that he had the eternal victory, not just a temporary victory, an eternal victory. And understand something, that we have opposition that we face every day. That opposition knows they are already defeated in the long term. But that doesn't mean that they're not going to keep trying to make your life as difficult as possible. And they do uh, make your life as difficult as possible because who are we talking about? The spiritual rulers and authorities, powers and principalities. Now, what are we going through right now? We're going through a pandemic. Are you able to rejoice in the midst of a pandemic? because you already have the victory? Do you recognize even those people who died in Christ in the midst of this pandemic already have the victory? They already have victory because of their relationship with Jesus Christ who canceled all of their debt, canceled the record of debt. I love that. So that's something that we need to keep in mind. And this is what Paul is trying to teach the Coloss Colossian church. You've got relationship with Jesus Christ. You're now free from this human regulations. You're free from all this other rigmarole that we experience in life. You're free from all of that because you're relying upon Christ. How much are you relying upon Jesus Christ? Do you watch the news and allow yourself to just be overshadowed with absolute panic and grief? Or do you come back to the fact that Jesus Christ has got you? exactly where he wants you he's got you in a place right now where you need to rely upon him to get through the situation and this pandemic is not going to last it's not going to linger for very long we're already finding ways to get back into the world right now we're actually talking about restaurants opening up this week getting back into business very very positive things are happening and, of course, there's going to be negative news that overshadows sometimes the positive news. 
But a lot of that has to do with your belief in what Christ is doing in your life right now. Do you believe that Jesus Christ is delivering you through this whole situation? Do you believe that he is doing those very things? You have to understand that. There are a lot of distractions out there that keep us from focusing on some things. Here's an example of that. Go down now to verse 16 in Colossians 2. Don't let anyone condemn you for what you eat or drink or for not celebrating certain holy days or new moon ceremonies or Sabbaths. For these rules are only shadows of the reality to come. And Christ himself is that reality. Don't let anyone condemn you by insisting on pious self-denial or the worship of angels, saying they have had visions about these things. Their sinful minds have made them proud, and they are not connected to Christ, the head of the body. For he holds the whole body together with its joints and ligaments, and it grows as God nourishes it. Now, let's face it. We all come from different places when it comes to our faith and belief in Jesus Christ. We have different ways we've been taught. We have different ways of instruction. We have different influences in our lives. We've been, you know, my wife went to a different church uh, before she joined Akron Alliance. And so she was under Alistair Begg. And I was under a different church as well, too, in Bedford, uh, under uh, a church that was being taught, um, and being taught basically, I won't, I won't say it was sort of a legalistic background, but uh, we kind of broke through a lot of that, too, when we did our own study and looked at things, too. So that's why it's very important for you to do your own study, too, to supplement what's happening. And there are different practices that we all have. Some of us will celebrate uh, certain days, and some of us will kind of say those things are less important. doesn't mean that there's still any difference between you and me. It just means that the most important thing for us to be looking at is Jesus Christ. We have people who come from different faith backgrounds, different areas, but ultimately what it comes down to is that Jesus doesn't care where you come from as long as you know exactly where you are right now in Christ. And that's what's very important for us to understand. Um, a lot of people like singing praise songs. A lot of people don't care to sing praise songs because they just aren't, weren't brought up that way. That doesn't make you different, and that doesn't make you weird because you did it differently than the way I would do it. We need to break through all of that stuff that keeps us separated and talk about what we have that is unified and we're unified in jesus christ so we need to understand that it's very important for us to not get proud and not pay attention specifically to people who think that they have a a a vision of something or they see something differently you know, we were already warned by Paul or by uh, John not to worship angels, which is what's referred to here, because these are false teachers. The false teachers were claiming that God was far away, could be approached through levels of angels. What does that sound like? Levels of angels. Well, there is no such thing as levels of angels uh, as far as we understand them. Angels are angels. There are different hierarchy of angels, but that has nothing to do with what we're exposed to and what we are dealing with with Christ. We need to, and people were taught, people were actually taught back then, they needed to worship angels in order to reach God. Now, a cautionary tale here. We need to understand that uh, the Catholic religion is something where people are taught about uh, going directly through people uh, to get to God, and you're going through uh, the Pope to have access to God. And that is what is being taught. But we also know the truth is that we don't need a Pope to get to God. We know that we have uh, direct access to him through the power of the Holy Spirit, the spirit that dwells within you. If you have a spirit that dwells within you, why do you need a pope? 
Why do you need someone to mediate for you before God? So I say that uh, with with caution because I know that there are some people who uh, came up in the Catholic religion and there are people who are bona fide Catholics. But the way I look at it and the way I would look at anyone like that is that do you recognize who Jesus Christ is? If you recognize who Jesus Christ is, you will also recognize that the Pope is going to be secondary. The Pope is not going to be the primary source of your faith. It's Jesus. You're going to live for Jesus. That's exactly right. The Holy Spirit gives us direct access. I've added the word direct access. We have the access right to uh, the Father uh, in, uh, as far as Jesus Christ is concerned. So we need to understand that these are the angels, just like we are, are God's servants. The angels have been around and been help, have helped us to function in life. Do you realize that? There are times when angels have maybe appeared or done things. You don't know who they are. They don't look like angels as we may draw a picture of an angel, but they may look like one of us. And we recognize that they have been there to help us in moments of difficulty. I think uh, Lynn had told a story one time where she had gone off the road uh, driving in a snowstorm uh, by 271. These guys just showed up and they with a tow truck and helped to fix her car or fix the tire right yep. and and well, basically and and they and they just and they got you to the next exit is that what happened and they they followed me and then they got off and disappeared they followed her then they got off and then they were never to be seen again and there she was on her way and she has reason to believe that those were angels that were helping her um, cuz you know guys just don't sometimes just don't show up from nowhere this was the middle of the night this was Midnight. Coming back from skating, right? Midnight never took any money. Midnight and never took any money. Now, that, that just doesn't really happen today. We know that if you have a tow truck issue, you're going to have to give the tow truck guy something. You're going to have to pay him something. So we have to look at the reality that angels are present, but they are God's servants just like we are God's servants. So we need to be recognize that as well, too. I think uh, the passage in Revelation is the one that um, I was referring to where John was bowing down, and the angel said, get up, get up. Don't worship me. Worship God, and put it exactly in those terms. Worship God. And you know what? That's exactly why we're here. We're here to worship God. Or to give him, we're here to give him the praise for what he is doing. Worship God. Uh, he, we have direct access to him he is the one who is our greatest help. He is the one who is our helper right now in times of difficulty. And goodness knows that we're going to have challenges in the days ahead. Uh, we're going to have challenges uh, that will sometimes make us get down on our knees. And you know what? That's not a bad thing. We need to have challenges sometimes to call attention to what's really most important. Make sure that you're praying for your family members, praying for your friends, praying for your church family. Uh, I, I can't stress enough the importance of prayer. Prayer is your direct communication with God. It is a way for you to get in touch with him and speak to him. And don't neglect your daily reading, your daily studies. Um, I'm amazed by the number of times I look on our website, and there are people who are cl uh, clicking on and looking specifically for our two-year Bible reading plan because they want to get in the Word. They want to see what the Word is saying to them. And they want to be able to deal with those very issues. And right now, where we're reading in Ecclesiastes, for those who are following the, the Bible plan, Ecclesiastes and in, and in uh, Corinthians, um, there's a lot of discussion about life and death. 
Uh, it's just a coincidence. Uh, it's just the way it worked out in the plan. But there have been a lot of conversations about life and death, and it makes you ask some very hard and serious questions about your life, the life of others, and being able to deal with those things as they come along. But one thing we need to always remember and celebrate is that we have Mother's Day to celebrate the life that we have and the fact that we've had mothers raise us and take care of us and bring us to where we are. And Carol, good morning. I just saw you dive in there. We appreciate you being here this morning. So the last part of the passage I want to cover here, because we actually are on target uh, time-wise. I, I can't believe it. Um, back to chapter 2 in Colossians, verse 20. And we'll go through the last part of the section here. You have died with Christ, and he has set you free from the spiritual powers of this world. Now, that's the first part of the passage. So he's stating a fact. Because he's died in Christ, he has set you free from the spiritual powers of this world. We live in a world where we live in Satan's domain. But you've been set free from that. So now part B of verse 20. So why do you keep on following the rules of the world, such as don't handle, don't taste, and don't touch? Verse 22. Such rules are mere human teachings about things that deteriorate as we use them. Human teachings only go so far. You know, sometimes I, I equate human teachings to fads. We've had different fads over the years, right? Back in the 70s, we've had bell bottoms and we had platform shoes and we had uh, people wearing daishikis, uh, different types of attire. What was that? Afro. At, whoa, yeah. How could I forget that, right? I had a, one of the biggest afros ever when I was a, a, ch a kid in school. We have these phases that we go through, but those things change over time. They don't last. What's really more important? What is it that is most important for us to pay attention to? I'm not saying those fads were bad. I mean, a lot of those things were, frankly, to build up a person's self-esteem back in a time when self-esteem was very hard to come by, especially back in the 70s. Back in the 70s and the 80s, we were, we were starting to grow out of the old 60s thing um, with the civil rights movement. So a lot of those fads were good, but we also recognize that they are temporary and they still were not the most important thing for us to be looking to. If our parents taught us anything, it was about focusing on looking at Jesus Christ, focusing on the Lord. Most of us have had those praying grandmothers, amen? Those praying grandmothers who would look to the Lord and, and talk about the Lord and talk about things like, you better be ready for that day is coming where the end is coming. And if you're not ready, you're going to get swept away. And so we would have these praying grandmothers that would pray over us and tell us what's most important. And some of us would be saying, yeah, Grandma, yeah, right, I know, yeah, I know. And they were right. And we learned something from those very things because of life. So we might have blown them off at one point because it was like, that's all they talked about. That's all they talked about was God. That's all they were talking about. And you know what? That's all that really matters. Jesus Christ is all that really matters to us right now. Jesus is the one that we should be focusing on and looking to when it comes to these things. So why are we following the rules of the world? In verse 23, these rules may seem wise because they require a strong devotion, pious self-denial, and severe bodily discipline. This is the part I was getting to. All this thing about how you're eating, what you're eating, what your diet is, what you're taking in. Uh, all these things where practicing yoga, stretching, moving, bending, 
there's nothing wrong with those things on the surface because all of those things are very important. We, A, do need to eat better. We do need to eat healthier. We need to have a healthy diet. You can't just sit and eat bacon every single day for the rest of your life and think that's going to be good for you. No. No. So that's something that's very important for us as black people to do. We need to eat right. And you got to understand something about eating habits and how there's a disproportionate number of black people who have died population-wise from COVID-19. Because you'll, have, you'll find a lot of people have been unhealthy and they haven't been taking care of themselves. And a lot of it has to do not so much even going with going to a doctor, but doing what you need to do from your own table, from your own home, what you're putting in your body. And so these are all very important things. You know, the challenge that we have right now is that we're not able to go out and work out the way we used to. We can't go roller skating like we used to. So we got to figure out ways to stay active. So that means walking in the neighborhood, using our little QBs, doing what's necessary to stay as active as we can. Because we picked up a little weight because we've been sitting at home because we aren't able to move around like we'd like to. But recognize that you have to take care of your own body. You've got to take care of yourself. And remember what grandma, grandma said. Grandma said, Jesus is the way. You need to be looking to Jesus. Go to Jesus. So to summarize all of this, Christian growth is a lifelong process. Amen? You're growing as a believer for a lifetime. Not just for today. Not just for tomorrow. But for a lifetime. It's an ongoing process. You're growing and learning. But you know we have to understand that we need to also, in the midst of all of that, recognize that the flesh is going to take away from that process. We need to have a good attitude. We need to have a good mindset. We need to have a good focus on what's important in life. Jesus Christ is the one who provides that focus for us. He's the one that does it. He's going to help us as we listen to him. He's going to teach us as we focus on him. That's what's most important. He is going to, he wants us to put our roots down into him and draw from him and learn from him. Give us stronger faith. How's your faith? One of the things that I was picking up on is that our, our focus as a church is to flatten the curve, but not your faith. Your faith is what really needs to grow right now. You need to understand that that's a process. So you need to think good thoughts and have a good attitude because the spirit is the one who has to give you that direction you can be negative all you want to there are a lot of people out here who are very negative there are people out here who are demanding things be done a certain way and demanding that we do this and demanding that we do that do you realize that you're free in christ your freedom is in jesus christ there are going to be rules and regulations that you're always going to have to follow at one point or another and a lot of them are for our good is to not get us into trouble. But the bottom line is that you're free in Christ already. It's all about your attitude. You may have to wear a mask in public, but wear a mask in public, for example, that has a positive message on it. Maybe it's got a Bible verse on it. You can find something like that. They're getting tougher and tougher. Well, there are they're more and more of them available, I guess. If you look out there, you can buy masks forever, I suppose. But there's going to come a point, too, where we're not going to have to wear masks anymore. But the bottom line is, if you do... Be positive. Show yourself to be positive. Do you know that even though you can't see somebody smile physically like this, sometimes you can see a smile in a person's eyes. You're going to get really good at that as time goes on. 
you can see a smile in a person's eyes with a positive attitude, even though they're wearing a mask. So we need to understand that this is the world we have to live in right now. This is what we have to deal with right at this present. So it's very important for us to recognize that Paul is teaching us here in this passage about what Christ has done for us and to not get distracted with all this other stuff that's going on right now. Get distracted with ideas or ways to live because someone thinks they have a better way of doing it. Someone's always trying to sell something to you. There are very few things that are out there that are being done for free. Well, Jesus Christ is not for sale. If anything, he's paid the penalty for your sins. So that's where we need to look at where he basically did everything free of charge. With grace and mercy, he expunged, he canceled your debt. And that's a wonderful thing to be praising him for on this special day of Mother's Day. And for that matter, for any day of the year, and frankly, for the rest of our lives. Does anyone have any questions about what we've just discussed? We were trying to allow some time for questions and answers. And right now we're still on schedule, but it is 10.15. So in about 45 minutes, we're going to be uh, involved with a Facebook Live of our live stream, a live stream of our drive-in worship service as well, too. But look, if you've got some questions, feel free to send them online as well, too. And I'll mention it again that we, you know, you can always ask us questions. Um, you can use the Facebook uh, page, the Akron Alliance page, to ask questions. You can ask questions through our website, akronalliance.org. We have an email that you can use through our website as well, too, akronalliance at gmail.com for all questions that you might have about anything we've talked about here, any discussion that you see as far as videos right now online. And I want to make sure that you are aware of those different vehicles. You can ask those questions anytime. We're here for you. We're here to talk to you and help you out uh, with information as it goes along. And that was my next thing to mention as well, too. Um, for those of you who are going to the church today, please don't forget your offerings. There is an offering box on the side driveway of the church that has been put out for you to use for offerings. And the offerings are going to be there. Usually they're there according to what I was understanding between 1030 and 12 noon today. So uh, if you have an offering, if you're going to our church today, please do that. Please drop your, your offering off in the offering box, pardon me, at the side of the church. And we just thank you for doing that and remembering that. If you're not able to go today, please mail it. Uh, mail the offering to the church. Um, the mail address is Akron Alliance Fellowship Church, 688 Diagonal Road, Akron, Ohio. And that's 44320. I'll say it too fast. 44320 is the zip code. We um, welcome your participation to keep the church uh, building, operating, and everything going well. And there is a there's a daycare there that relies upon the building as well, too. So we, we welcome your participation in that as well. Again, just as a reminder, we thank you again for being with us today. Um, we welcome your questions. <clears throat> we welcome uh, your comments about the material as well, too. We're just glad to be able to do this. We're glad to be able to get online with you every Sunday morning. Uh, it's become a habit now, and it's become a very good habit. In the midst of a pandemic, we've still found a way to get together as a church. And boys, what a praise it is that we can do that. And 
it is Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day to all those out there who have moms, who are moms, and uh, we remember those moms, even who are grandmothers as well too, who uh, have been looking after us. We appreciate them very much. Those of you who know, my mother uh, is in assisted living, and she is uh, being cared over now by hospice, uh, and has, has been look, being looked after. And there has been improvement for those who didn't hear uh, what I said earlier before we really officially went on the air. Uh, she has is doing a little bit better um, and has an appetite, and I'll be looking for more of an update with them from them later today as well as tomorrow sometime. And we'll be happy to pass that on to those who are interested. Um, we thank you again for your prayers. Thank you, thank you, thank you for praying. If anything, because we've got more time on our hands, we, we should be praying praying our faces off, literally. I mean, just praying constantly, all the time. Um, we should have that. Uh, we'd be getting more, more expert at that area of prayer. Prayer is something that's very, very important for us to keep praying. Pray for our church members. We do appreciate you all. Um, more than you understand, more than you know, we appreciate, appreciate, appreciate you. I can't even say it. We appreciate you for everything that you've been, you've been doing. So we just thank you for being with us. Um, what we're going to do is um, we've given the reminders about making sure that you don't forget the offering. We've given the reminder about the drive-through service. The drive-in service starts at about 11 o'clock. So we're going to be breaking from the program here uh, so we can go down to the church and set up. And we'll see you again online a little bit later on. Um, thank you again for being here. God bless you. Praise the Lord. Let me pray us out. That's one more thing I have to always remember to do, to pray us out. Father, we just thank you for this time that you've given us. We thank you, Lord, as we quiet our souls and spirits for your very presence. We thank you, Lord, for how you teach us. We thank you, Lord, for how you energize us. We thank you, Lord, for how you motivate us to seek after you. No matter what is going on or what's happening, Lord, you're present. We thank you for those reminders. We thank you for the teachings in Colossians that Paul gave instruction to the church. We thank you for reminding us to not allow those things that take focus away from you to distract us. Not allowing those things like the news or anything that's going on to bring us down, distract us, or take the focus away from you. There are plenty of things in the news that will take focus away from you if we allow it to happen. And, Lord, we don't want that to happen. We want to focus on what's important. We want to focus on you. As we move forward, Lord, we just thank you for helping us to remember to plant ourselves deep within you, to receive nourishment from you, to receive teaching from you, to receive guidance from you, to help us with our faith, to help us with our being thankful for what we do have and not for what we don't have. Lord, we are rich in you. We are rich because we have everything. We have freedom in Christ. We thank you for those teachings. We thank you for those reminders. Thank you for how you overcame the world by dying on the cross for us, shedding your blood for us, canceling our debt for us. We give you praise and thanks on this blessed time, this blessed day, and we give you the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, everyone. Happy Mother's Day to you. We'll be back online in about 
another 40 minutes or so. We'll see you.